Justin Pelletier is the sports editor of the Boston Herald. He will join us at 11 a.m. Right now, we're joined by Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald. Good morning, Mike. How are you? Good morning. Good, Matty. Yourself? Doing all right. Doing Rec- all right. Recent Grampy. That's right. <laughs> really? Is this is this the first one? The second one? No, this is the third grandchild. This is the third grandchild. So you've got the spoiling I down. First, I went. I drove to Virginia and missed the uh, basketball state championships to uh, be with my new uh, granddaughter. Um, um, my daughter, who lives in Virginia, it's their first child, and we had a great week with them. It was tough to come back. So, Mike, let me get this straight. You've got the spoiling down. You've got that down, all ready to go. Oh, oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. And the good thing is, yeah, when we're done, we leave. <laughs> yeah. Oh, diaper. Here's a bad diaper. Okay. Here you go, Mom. Yep. Yeah. Here you go. We're done with this. <laughs> just you hand that back. Oh, I think they're wet. Here you go. You know, that's yeah. great. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah. I like to do that with other people's dogs, too. You know what I mean? Oh, I'm like, yeah. oh, hey, here you go. You know, it's nice. Once I'm done, once they've drooled yeah. all over me, you know, it's all set oh, yeah. at that point. It's all good. Yeah. So you're going to be uh, covering uh, Bone Women tonight. That, that's a pretty good story going on there. It is. I mean, that's, that's you know, that program under Adrian Scheibel's, and it was it was good before that, obviously. Uh, but she has uh, taken it to, to the next level, I think. And, you know, look, they've only had one loss. It came in the uh, final of the NESCAC tournament. Uh, they're, you know, depending on what poll you look at, they're either number one or number three. Um, and, uh, and, and, you know, there's a lot of excitement about that team up, up in that area. I mean, they, they filled Morrow uh, Gymnasium. Every game, uh, it's a fun team to watch because you never know who's going to be the, the star player in every game. Pretty wild, you know. It's it, starting to see a little more and more of that. You know what I mean? And it's you know, it, it's not. It kind of disappoints you because I always get I always get real mad that the 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 schools the ba- the Bates the Bowdens the Colbys they don't they don't have a, a playoff thing. You know what I mean? They don't really move on right. in that sort of thing. Yet you, they're all all the basketball teams, the hockey teams, they're all playing and stuff like that. Like. You know, and it's great because a lot of times you're you're just so surprised that they're able to compete against some of these other national schools, and they are. They're doing very well. You know, I, I you know the fact that you know uh, you know obviously they lost in the national championship game last year, and and they knew they were going to have a decent team this year, but they had some big holes to replace. Obviously, you had the national player of the year, um, and and they've done it. You know, Abby Kelly, NESCAC player of the year, she she played well a thousand points. And you got a kid Taylor Show who who is the defensive player of the year in the NESCAC, and yet she had 38 points last week in the game against Smith College to, to lead them to the comeback victory in the second round. I mean, that's the type of thing this is. This is a defensive player of the year putting in 38 points. I mean, that's, you know, i got to say she's a little better than just a defensive player, I guess, huh? Yeah, probably. I'd say so. I would say so. You know, it's, it's kind of nice when these kids aren't just, you know, uh, double teamed or, or just uh, focused on the one side of the ball one way or the other. You know what I mean? It's like good all around games. It's, it's amazing how well teams do when they have a bunch of players that can successfully do a bunch of different things, huh? It is. And, and they, they, you know, I, I've gone up there and I've talked to some of the, the players before, and then they all like each other. I mean, they're all, they're all, you know, they support each other. There's, there's no, you know, no one who, who thinks, you know, I should be doing this, I should be doing that. They're all happy for each other. They're all happy for each other's success. And that's why this team is successful. I mean, that's not an easy thing to do. I mean, Dave, you coached a long time. You know what it's like to, to have a team that, that, you know, where everybody gets along. It's not something that's easy to accomplish. All we need to do is look at the Celtics. Chemistry is really, really important on a team. 
It really yeah. is. And you need to, as a coach, you need to foster that. You need to find ways to bring that out. I remember when, uh, wasn't it Freddie Roy's daughter played when uh, one of the, they had one of their really, really good teams? Mm-hmm. We were talking I, about Jen, right? Yeah, about Bowden. Yeah, is that, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah she I, was really you good. Know, you know, and, and they, you know, they, they've been really good. But uh, these last two years, uh, you know, uh, Coach Scheibels has really tapped into something where she's got the kids to buy into this. All right, it's all about the team. And if you only play four minutes tonight, you might play 16 minutes the next night. And, and, they, and, and they are, they're all okay with that. You looked at the, uh, the girl from Bangalore who's on um, at the tall girl. I can't remember her name right now. Um, ah, she plays 12 minutes a game. She, she's second in rebounding and leads them in block shots. I mean, she uh-huh. comes in and, and, and does, does her thing. Uh, it, <coughs> Just, just an amazing, you know, an accomplishment by this team. Talking with Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald. Of course, they are twenty uh, Bowden women's basketball twenty eight and one. We cover them tonight. Make sure you follow him on Twitter, Mike Lowe PPH. Mike, how many? Uh, I know the the Cape Elizabeth Wells game was a pretty close one, and you covered that back in the tournament. But what were your? Uh, I guess what were your thoughts on the uh, on the tournament this year and how it's how it's progressed over the last couple of years, especially with this kind of this last rung of reclassification. Seems to me like uh, the the A's and B's the the competitive nature sometimes between those has been down. Like in terms of like the amount of close games I've seen in the tournament. I don't know if you've seen it your way or not, but I know up in Augusta this year it was literally like one out of forty four games was was something close, and that was the game that went into overtime. Well, I I think one of the uh, issues is that there there's a disparity among uh, the schools in in terms of uh, you know just how important basketball is to them. You, you take a look at, at Greeley. I mean, obviously, basketball is very important in that community in Cumberland. And, and you know, they've won three in a row for the boys and two in a row for the girls. I mean, that's what you need. I mean, you need kids to 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 you know, you need to start at, a, at the youth level and and progress through there. But you also need the kids to to to, to want to play basketball. I, I I think I've seen a lot of kids on the basketball court who are good athletes but not necessarily good basketball players. You know what I mean? Right. I, I, I think I understand. Yeah. I mean, it's it's a little... It seemed like when, when I was a kid, you know, and this was even, you know, 30, yeah, 30 years ago. God, 30 years ago. Yuck. Okay, 35 years ago, maybe. But when I was about that age, like, the people that played football and soccer all played basketball for the most part, unless they wrestled. And then right. they would either play track and field in the spring or they'd play baseball, softball. You know what I mean? There was no lacrosse option back then or anything like that. Right. But those kids would, would all play basketball. So even the ones that probably weren't the best, uh, the best uh, basketball players were still good athletes. So they could do things on the basketball court like rebound and, and set screens and things of that nature. You're missing a lot of those, those guys nowadays. And it's like everybody comes in. It's like, it seems like just everybody's coming in to try and chuck it. Well, you know, and again, I think this, this goes to specialization, too, because I think kids are being told at a very young age, you're not going to be a good shooter. I and mean, I'm talking about individually in a sport. You know, your role is going to be a defensive player. You're here to get a rebound. And, and you're going to have a kid, if you're telling a kid when he's 12 years old, 13 years old, that you're not going to be, a, you're not going to score a whole lot in, in high school basketball, but we'd like to keep you playing because you play pretty good defense. It takes a special kid to to you know, kind of swallow that pride because let's face it, what's the fun part of 
basketball. It, it's it's scoring. It's it's putting the ball in the hoop. And if you're being told at a young age that you're not going to be one of the top scorers, do you want to keep playing? Yeah, no. You you you. I mean, unless you're like, oh, I really want to be a part of this. You know, eventually you're like, yeah, you know, maybe I I really like swimming. It's much warmer. You know, like, <laughs> yeah. right? You know. Uh, you know, whatever they're going to, I, I, I just think, I just think there's, there's uh, you know, and I, and I know uh, other people have written about it, you know, um, Callie Oaks wrote about it, and, and, and some of the other guys, and, and uh, Randy Whitehouse and stuff. You need to let these kids be kids and learn how to play basketball on their own. You know, they don't need to have supervision from the time they're 8 to the time they're 18. You've got to let them have a, at least a season where they can go off and learn how to play by themselves, because... Frankly, that's how I learned to play. I mean, I wasn't ever a great basketball player, but anything I learned, I learned by playing against my friends, playing three-on-three or, or, you know, whatever, you know. Um, you got, that's where you learn how to be an offensive player. That's where you learn how to, how to you know, move on the court and stuff. It's, it's, I think that element is missing, and, and, uh, and I don't want to knock travel teams because obviously there's a huge benefit if you're on a good travel team and you get noticed and, and you get a college scholarship. Look, at, we've got a lot of kids in Maine, especially girls, who are getting college scholarships these days to play basketball. But these kids have to learn on their own at some point how to play the game and, and how to shoot the ball, and that's what's missing. Kids just, I mean, some of these games, the shots weren't even hitting the rim. I mean, they, they were just wild shots that weren't even close to, to, to the basket. Yeah, I mean, some of the scores of these games were like, and it's 19 to 14 at halftime. And you're like, okay, all right. They've played 16 minutes, and we've gone less than a point a minute. You know, you're like, you okay, know, you know. You know, Scarborough won the, the, the uh, you know, double-A uh, South Girls Championship, and their score was they didn't score 40 points in the game. But South Portland only scored 25. Yeah. So, you know, and South Portland was the best team in the, in the down here all year, you know, by far. What the heck happened to them? They just just had a rough night shooting, or just uh, and just was, happened at the worst possible it, it, time. Uh, rough night shooting, uh, a lot of turnovers. Um, you know, I, I know when Hassan is just uh, she can't figure it out when, when it comes to to a big moment on that court. This team just can't produce it. Um, you know, it was uh, you know Maggie Whitmore is a phenomenal player, and, and she only had four points that game, uh, and and she missed. I, she only got well, one basket, and that was the first first basket of the game for South Portland. I mean, you know, um, it was a tough tough shooting night, and, and they had a lot of turnovers, and and uh, they they just uh, they had the gear in the headlights. You know, they they just they, couldn't figure it out. Mid season, they they beat Oxford Hills. I don't want to say handily, but pretty significantly. And yeah. Uh, yeah. And I said, boy, I don't know if Foxford Hills can, can beat them. Well, didn't have to. <laughs> didn't have to, right. And that, it's funny because, you know, we're sitting courtside and, you know, South Portland State, <laughs> we're thinking, okay, they're going to be playing Oxford Hills. And, and, and then they go out there and, you know, give Scarborough credit. Their defense was, was very impressive. They they uh, pressured the shooters. And, and here's the thing, too. I also think that high school coaches uh, coach defense much more than they coach offense. Uh because they talk about stressing it all the time, and, and you know they want to, you know, you, you win these games by playing defense. Yeah, you do, you, you do. But um, let's have a little create, creativity on the sure. offensive end too. You know, yeah. just a little bit. You know, just well, it's harder. Just, just Having a slight bit. creativity offensively is harder than than sticking oh. your nose in and playing defense. And defense doesn't take any talent; it just takes hard work and determination. 
Now, it takes yep. some skill. You're going to have quick feet and so on, but it, it's much different. And, you know, <clears throat> somebody posted, and it's true as a coach, <clears throat> why is it kids look great uh, in regular season games and or in practice, and then when the, when the, everything gets turned up a notch in the playoffs, the tournament, they, they don't perform as well. And, you know, that one of the answers is you've got to make your practice just like that, the intensity in the practice, whatever the drills are, whatever the, you know, practicing last second shot with something on the line, you know, the, the old adage, you know, running or whatever, to make them understand you've got to be able to do this when it counts because that's, that's when it really counts. You know, I got to tell you, playing at the Cross Insurance Arena here in Portland, I mean, that backdrop is, is not going oh, yeah. to run yeah. for basketball. Yeah. Um, I, the games are much better at the Expo, <coughs> you know, but the problem at the Expo is that, you know, you can only fit, you know, 2,500 people maybe. Um, Mike, I told the story on the air, oh, maybe three weeks ago when the tournament started, I said, I went to Brewer High School. I, I didn't grow up there, but I went to high school in Brewer. I moved there when I was a sophomore. And first time I ever played, because Bangor used to play their regular season games at the auditorium. Right. And the very first time I ever went over there, the game started. I take, I was a guard. I take a jump shot from just about the foul line. It didn't hit anything. I looked up at the basket and thought, what the hell just happened? <laughs> I'm not that bad a shooter. I'm not very good, but I'm not that bad. It didn't hit anything. And that's exactly what you were talking about. It's different. There's nothing to gauge. There's no depth perception. That basket's no. just hanging out there, and that's the way it is in, at the uh, cross insurance. It's just hanging out there. Yeah, yeah. I, I you know, I, I do hope that that you know, and, I, and I'm one of those people who don't think the shot clock is going to help, because right? all, all that's going to do is you're going to get a team all of a sudden with five seconds left on the shot clock, and they're scrambling to to just throw up something. Sure. You no. Know? I think you you've got to teach the offensive game. I, I think you know kids got to kids got to do it on their own to a degree. I think, but but you know the offensive game has to be taught, you know, uh, a little better. Yeah, I just think, just slightly. Well, I yes. think you know again thinking about if you if a kid has to if it's high school before you teach a kid how to really shoot, it's probably too late. Right. You know, it's like taking a hockey player and saying, "Oh, you want to play hockey in high school? Oh, good, good. It isn't going to happen." There's no way they can learn those parts of the game that fast. They've got to be shooting with mittens on in the middle of winter outside. That, that's how you learn how to be a shooter. Let's let's go back to Cindy Blodgett. What is she, I mean, she she would her, her family would shovel off the driveway so she could take shots. Absolutely. In, in the winter, you don't see that anymore. No, I played. I played. That's why I said that. We would play all winter long. Sure. We played all winter long in the winter jacket. The winter jacket would come off after about a game. But sure. I mean, me and my cousin, yeah. we would play in this little this little area that was kind of cemented off in front of his parents' house. We had a basketball hoop right there. It was probably about you know eighteen feet by about twenty feet. And I got to learn to play because you know the right side was up against the house, and the left <laughs> side had the rest of the driveway. But I mean, you know, you get to learn to play on that, or you go up to your grandparents' house, and and they had that there. And I was lucky enough to have a tar driveway. Driveway, so I could shoot around and you know rebound my own shots and stuff like that. I was terrible. I never really got any you know better at it, but it was fun and it made me want to play the game more. You know what I mean? Like right. kids don't right. do that nowadays. If I see them out playing in their weekend thing, I don't see them in their driveway shooting around later on. You don't see a lot of that stuff. When I was yeah, in you the, see, you don't even see them on, on a summer court in the court in the summertime. No, you know, unless it's unless it's one of the, you know, that they they have these uh, summer leagues now for the high yeah. school. That's, that's right. That's what they're playing. I mean, you could. You know, if you want to be a good basketball player, you can learn to shoot the ball. <laughs> when I was in fifth and sixth grade, I lived in Ellsworth. And uh, 
my best friend, his dad owned a funeral home. And next to the funeral home, they had uh, really a facility for the caskets and stuff, yep. you know. Upstairs, there was a full-size building with a raised roof, and they had two baskets up there. Now, it wasn't 10 feet, I'm sure, but we weren't shooting. We shouldn't be shooting at 10 feet anyway. We were That's pretty right. young. We played there by the hour. They used to finally have to come up and say, you guys got to go home at supper time, you know. We played all day. Yeah, yeah. Nobody does that anymore. No, no, no. But the good ones, the good ones find a way to do it. I, you sure. Know, and uh, talking to Anna DeWolf, I mean, she she finds a way to, to get in, you know, uh, however many shots a day she needs. True. Um, you know, the, the good ones will do that. Uh, I'm sure Matt uh, Matt Fleming does it. Uh, you know, I mean, he's he's such a, you know, I, I hadn't seen him until the playoffs. I didn't realize how smooth of a player he is. Um, just. Uh, I love yeah. watching him play. Sure. You know? Well, all I go back to is Larry Joe Bird. And yeah. they say he used to shoot and shoot and shoot when he was a kid. Hey, Bill, I think Travis Dow's here. So, yeah, Bill Daly, Spectrum Healthcare Partner Studios across the NBR radio network. All right, now, Mike, I know you do a lot of Patriots stuff uh, time to time. You got any You got any big, big bull predictions? Like, you think they're going to trade for your boy, OBJ? I know he's your buddy. i just wondering, no, you know, any, anything I, fun? I, I'll tell you what. I think if the Giants traded OBJ, there'd be a, 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 a riot. I, I, you know, and, and I just, I don't know. I Look, I don't see the Patriots making a big splash, I, but, I, you know, I, I think... They'll, they'll sign some guys who, who other teams have given up on, as they always do. And they'll, I think, you know what, what do they need coming, coming into next year? They need an edge rusher, especially if Trey Flowers leaves, which is a good possibility. They need uh, another tight end because whether Gronk comes back or not, they need to replace him, and they need to, they need to find Tom Brady's replacement. Yeah. I'm, you know, to me, those are the three biggest needs. Um. You know, I can see them. I can see them spending money on a linebacker or a, or a defensive lineman in free agency. Uh, I can see them drafting a tight end because it's a pretty good tight end uh, uh, class here. Um, and I don't know what they're going to do about the quarterback situation. You know, I, maybe they they get involved in trade for Josh Rosen. I don't know. That's what the talk's been a lot of it. Yeah. So, that would be. That would be. That would be something. We'll see what happens with, with any of that yeah, stuff. I, uh, I mean, look, and I mean, there's obviously there's still free agency going around. I mean, everybody links them to certain guys like that. Adam Humphrey's kid from Tampa. I mean, I think he'd be a great Golden fit. Tate. Golden Tate. I don't. I think Golden Tate wouldn't take enough money to come here unless. That's the thing, though. I mean, they won, and it seems to me like everybody, you know, everybody uh, to a man, everybody that's talked in the off season has talked about, you know, they want to go for seven. And a way, a lot of these contracts are structured. You know, a lot of these contracts are structured as such that you know, the year after t- 2019 is when it all kind of blows out. And when it all, if you know, if they're trying to go for that one more this year, you know, maybe they do a little bit of like what they did last year and try to get some of these guys. And you know, like McCordy didn't take a huge contract to come here last year, Jason McCordy, but right. he was just he was sick of losing. He wants to win. Some of these guys still have gas in the tank. They just they want to win one damn time, you know. I, you know what? And I and I do think if if the Patriots are going to make a, a a run, it's going to be next year. You know, um, you know, contracts, whatever age. I mean, you know. It, it, it's going to catch up eventually. But yeah, I think this year, keep I think this year they got a great chance of, of winning it again. I do too. I, I really because I don't think anybody, any other team is you know even if you look at the teams right now, even if you look at the talent that's out there right now, 
like if if a team if the Jets get Levy and Bell, for example, okay, let's just right. say that let's just say that happens. How much better does he really make them? You know, with a, with a second year quarterback and Sam Darnold, right? You're talking about a guy right. who didn't play at all last year, so that's a lot of eggs in that one basket. And then right. you look at the Bills. The Bills haven't gotten better. I don't think the Dolphins have gotten better. I, really, I mean, when you look at who the who who are the Dolphins going to get at quarterback? That's going to be a noticeable upgrade over Ryan Tannehill. Not that Ryan Tannehill was great, but you know, you're not going to have that. You know, but they'll still probably win a game against New England because that's usually how it goes. They beat them in Miami. Yep. That's just the way it works every year, and we all can't right. believe it, and we're stunned. And then they win the Super Bowl, and we can't believe that either. But it it just you, know, you look back on it. You know, the division itself. It seems like the the path of the division crown. Is is pretty well is pretty well set, uh, it, barring some sort of disaster with Tom Brady, and uh, and then the rest of it is you know Pittsburgh isn't any better, um, oh. Kansas City you know Kansas City is going to be better, but at the same time Kansas City is is subtracting some members of their team like a Justin Houston you know this right. How do you replace those guys and do they replace them right? And you know how many times do we just assume? that a guy is going to make the big leap up the next year, like uh, Patrick Mahomes, he's going to take that next step. And sometimes, how many times, I'd say at least 50, 60% of the time, these guys or these teams that we just expect to progress forward tend to step back a little bit. And you wonder if that could happen a little bit with Kansas City. It's not like the the Chargers talent went away. You know what I mean? The Chargers right. you know, had a pretty good team this year. And right. The the chief schedule is going to be a little less is going to be a little harder next year for them, you know, because that's just how it works in the league. You know, you get to play that number one schedule. So, I it, they're not going to be playing the they're not going to be playing the Niners and Cardinals this year, is what I'm saying. So it I don't I don't see like a whole ton of you know it kind of reminds me of the Eastern Conference of the NBA when LeBron was there. It's like okay, there's LeBron and who else is there? You know what I mean? To me, it's still there's Tom Brady and the AFC. Who else is there? Well, and here's the thing about the Patriots, because they win all the time, and they're always playing the number one schedule. Right. People people forget that. They are, it's a cupcake schedule. It's not a cupcake schedule. No. It never has been. <clears throat> but uh, you know, the one guy that I, I really hope they re-sign is Trent Brown. Yes. You know, oh, boy. I think I think he is, he is vital to the success of that team. And he's the one guy, you know, I, I love Trey Flowers, but he's going to command a lot of money. And so is Trent Brown. You have to decide who... You want to spend that money on, and I—if I went to Patriots, I would spend it on Trent Brown. I agree with that. I mean, I thought he did a great job last year. Oh, I think Skarniecki coached job. him up. I also think Trey, you know, a, a, you know, another guy that I think is going to fit too because he may come back kind of like Hightower did or Devin McCourty did. I think Trey Flowers is going to grow on the league and find his worth, and you know, and. Mm-hmm. If he comes back and the Patriots can match the offer, you know he might end up being back too. I could, I could just see a lot of these guys coming back because it seems like the guys that are in now realize how good they have it, as opposed to other guys around the league. Like, if I played for the Raiders or I played for the Browns or I played for the Vikings or I played for the Texans, like I'd really like my situation. But at the same time, it's like, man, how do those guys win every year, right? It's not like they're bro- it's not like they're broke, you know. It's not like they're paying them league minimum on on everything, you know what I mean? Everybody's you know making enough money to survive, but then you're also you're winning, which is kind of the point of the thing, you know. That's those are the moments that you play for. Those are the moments that you're busting your butt for when you're in the weight room in in March and April, you know. That's just me. That's what I I would think, but you know, well, other people are driven differently. Different. I'll tell you what, just the perception that it's not fun. I can tell you from being in that locker room that they have fun. <laughs> you can see it. You saw it on the field this year. Yes. When they won that game in Kansas City and when they won the Super Bowl, you saw the joy that those players had for each other. I mean, that's, it's, uh, it's, uh, we're never going to see this again. Whenever this ends, 
you know, it, 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 you know, the NFL will never see anything like this again. No, Maddie's been saying that for a while. It's gonna. Yeah. I, I mean, even the even the ones that you would think would would uh, would be able to last. I mean, the 49ers had their their long run. The Cowboys had a couple of long runs, but neither team has been able to get back there since. You know what I mean? Like right. there's been some really good franchises that had some really good glory days and some of them you're like, "Wow, they're not even like you look at the Washington Redskins." I mean, they are a long ways away from beating the Bills up in Minnesota back in 92. They're a long yeah. ways from that. Long ways. Yeah. And it, or or uh, you know, Marcus Allen and the Raiders winning back in the day you know what i mean those those days are long long gone and you don't know like uh, patriots fans lived this for 30 years right that they, they where they never thought those days were coming you've got lions fans who pretty much lived it their whole life like you know once this is gone there's no there's you know there's a possibility they don't ever no win it guarantee. again it may never yeah. happen again so you better suck all this up right now because you just do not know you really don't right Talking with Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald. You can find him on Twitter, Mike Lowe PPH. We'll be covering the Bowden women. They're in action tonight, looking to extend their season. Mike, always good to talk to you. Thank you very much, and we'll talk to you soon. All right, take care, guys. Thanks. Thank a lot, you. Man. Thanks, Mike. That was Mike Lowe from the Portland Press Herald. You can follow him on Twitter at Mike Lowe PPH. We will take a break. Just a Pelletier around the bend. B-List Daily, Spectrum Health Partner Studios, across the NBR Radio Network. W288CW1055 FM Auburn. WE